It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we bring you Aaron Cheddar Talks Bottom. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Hey, I changed position of my microphone. Do I sound better this week? You, sure. Uh, it sounds good. You always well, sound that, good. That's the highlight. All right. Uh, all right. Let's it. wrap hey, it up. Thanks, show. everybody. Right, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> right. Bob. Yeah. Happy Halloween, John. Yeah, we, we are recording on Halloween. Both of us uh, had kids out. I stayed home to cook, and Trina took the the kids out. Um, there was there was wailing and gnashing of teeth at several points, and uh, just giant bags. I mean, then they sit down and try to eat all the candy before they eat any dinner. It's fantastic. Just it is what it oh, is. Dear. Uh, um, is this, I suppose you don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters back on your little cul-de-sac, do you? We actually kind of drive down the neighborhood. We're, we're outside of town, so we're just, yeah, we kind of drive to the next little kind of subdivision thing over and, mm-hmm. and usually go there. They have much nicer-looking houses than some of us, um, but at least they're also, there's, there's a lot of them a lot closer together. Ours are kind of spaced out, um, but mm-hmm. some people come down here. It's, it's, it's all right. See, we're the opposite of you. So our subdivision, we live on the corner of the only two through streets. So uh, without giving out my general location, so you know, like how <laughs> subdivision, here. Has, subdivision has a lot of corners and not dead ends, but just like not outlets. There's only okay. two. There's only three inlets into our subdivision, even though there's probably 80 blocks within okay. there. And we live on the corner of two of the main thoroughfares. And it's nuts out by us and we all live on little quarter acre lots so it's uh i live in northeastern janesville without giving out my uh exact location but uh, yeah just look at it on google maps you can see you know like we all have nice yards and stuff like that but we're 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 in there and so yeah i we probably we probably put through 200 tonight so okay yeah we weren't nearly that high we had two bags of candy we were pretty well set so yeah we had to go to sam's club and spend one paycheck on uh on candy alone uh for for our corner and then uh holly has to stay back she always dressed up as uh cruella de vil and oh, uh goes goes into character we build a little bonfire in the front uh and uh in our little uh pit in the front yard and then uh, <laughs> uh she does that and i go out and i take the kids around and yeah we canvassed about six blocks and uh uh, filled those bags. Holy smoke. And then of course there's this one dude. I love him because the kids love him, but he also makes me, you know, the, he keeping up with the Joneses. He has had a half gallon bag of candy to each kid with a can of soda in the bottom. Oh, come on. I'm like, okay. I, like, dude, you're awesome, but I hate you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving, he's giving away five, $5 in candy and soda to every single kid that comes by. He's cool. I've met him a couple times. I mean, he's got vintage. He's got a vintage Corvette in his garage, so that should say something. So right. maybe got a little, a little. We got a little bit of money out in my neighborhood, so it uh, <laughs> once in a while. It, uh, it, yeah. Uh, well, we'll say first off that remember everybody, you can follow this show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod, and you can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And Aaron, how do people follow you? 
Oh, you can follow me at Cheddar Talk, John. And uh, now that Halloween's over and the uh, the good vibes are gone, we got an election coming up in a week here. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go try and catch some fish. I'm gonna do some trolling. Jeez. Well, let's. I got two things that came up this week that I think are just like like, like the best non Wisconsin sports things or or most interesting or at least most reviewable things. Did you see Michigan State, Michigan? Oh my lord! Did you see and the aftermath? Are blaming it on the tunnel. It's not the right. tunnel, folks. It's the team. Man, when Even a team Jim sits in wait today, yeah, it's the teams. You jerk. So it's much... Michigan State. Michigan State has a long history of being jerks. Just the worst. <laughs> Absolutely felonious jerks. Oh, uh, yeah. And so U.S. Just... gymnastics scandal. Oh, U.S. gymnastics scandal. Ooh, that came out weird. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yes, no, that that part is obviously horrible as well, but it's just that's just crazy um, and unacceptable. And they've apologized. You're like, come on, guys, we know who you are. It's Michigan State. Yeah, uh, it's, it's that is a that's a dirty team. And it didn't start with this coach. He may want to try to get rid of it. I, I you know, like he's only been there like a year. So, but I mean, like that is a culture that is ingrained in that university, and that's going to have to be pulled up by the root. Uh, the other weird one is. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but Stanford has banned the tree from games now. Did you I did know not that? See that? No. Uh, he came out with, the, or whoever was in the tree, he or she or whoever, came out with a sign that said Stanford hates fun, and so the the tree has been banned. To be clear, <laughs> to be clear, the tree is not an official Stanford mascot. The Stanford athletics department has no mascot. The tree is the mascot for the band, which is also not technically part of the university, really, even. Um, People in the band are not required to attend the university. Uh, They've been actually not invited when the the, uh, Rose Bowl has Stanford in it. The band is not invited because they're just just crazy people. So basically, the tree was right. Stanford hates fun. They hate the weird, stupid band that they have. Their band is terrible. It's the worst marching band in America. The worst. Okay. And well, because it's volunteers and it's probably not funded by the university. No, it's it's just a it's like a hobo band. Um, it's just a bunch of people who wear whatever they want, are not actually particularly conducted, because they have actual musicians at Stanford, and then they have these jokers, and they're not invited to the Rose Bowl parade because they pick fights with people at the parade. I did not it's know the worst. That. They're the worst. That, Absolute they're the, worst. They're still, a joke. I mean, the, the tree is right, though. I mean, he he brings out a sign that says Stan, Stanford hates fun, and then they ban him. He, he's not. I mean, that, that, he's not kind of, a sanctioned prove, mascot. That's kind of proving the point, right? They have been allowing a non-school mascot to run around the field for years, our entire lives, more than that. He is not a sanctioned mascot. What is he doing out there? Could I put together a mascot and run out there and like? I'm the mascot for the Badger cheerleaders. I'm Benny the Badger or something. Just not even a Badger. Just something weird. Just like, it's crazy. Yeah, except most of you. But the thing is that so that's how most mascots started, though. Like, if you think back to it, like, we're way too young. Like, there's no new universities anymore. I mean, Central Florida. Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. A couple others. But, I mean, everything else is stoked and you know, you're centuries of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, NFL but those films, guys. NFL films voice, you know, like, so at one point, somebody put a badger outfit on with shoulder pads on and ran around. But you know? in the stands, but, they were not and, just and, led and, onto the field <laughs> initially. And, but I mean, but I mean, 
it, but was accepted. And, and, and so basically, so Stanford has gone, how, why are we doing five minutes on Stanford? But I don't think we need to say it's crazy. Basically, that means that Stanford is, is not having, so they just won't sanction a, a fake a mascot. mascot. A fake mascot. So why don't they that's have not a mascot? Why don't they have the? Not the everybody Stanford, has a mascot. The Stanford nerd. Not everybody has a mascot. We're just used to Big Ten football where they do, but there's a lot of school. There's not an Oregon I mean, State Beaver. San, I mean, you see, Santa Cruz has a, a banana slug. Okay. Just, I mean, a lot of schools do not have an actual person in a suit, including Stanford, which doesn't. <laughs> so. I don't know. I think if you did that and you're in the stands, fine. But if you're going to be running around in the field, I don't care that he's not there because they're obnoxious. But anyhow, let's kick off everything here. We're going to roll through this, and we're going to start off with the segment of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, so main event is going to start with Packers, like we usually do. We're going to work from sadness to building ourselves back up into something a little bit more positive as we go, just like we did last week, because Packers lose again. Uh, they go to three and five after four straight losses. Um, this one was predictable. Uh, we all kind of knew this was going to happen. This is the best team in football at this point, I think. And, and this the is Packers a game they were good. supposed to go to six and two. right yeah it should have been win uh three straight and then lose this one and go to six and two yeah right but yeah if you can't beat washington you know if you don't beat the commies you're not beating the bills and the packers have in fact never won in buffalo which is crazy to me but yeah uh just just a couple things that was just off on a couple plays no. Um, there was the one where, man, Romeo Dobbs is wide open down the field. He's got two, three yards on the guy behind him. He's, he's got the safety and the corner trailing him. Mm-hmm. And Rogers on there throws him to the point that he has to stop and wait for everyone to catch up to him. And of course, can't get to the ball. Um, right. And people were mad at me for pointing out that that happened. They're like, it seems like it's just good defense. I was like, well, it's easier to play defense when the ball's underthrown. Because when you're beat, right. a well-thrown ball just lands in his, you know, he doesn't break stride. Right. Um, he did have a couple long throws. Samari Ture looked like the best receiver we've had this year in this game. And that's a yeah, good defense. Did. That's the best DVOA defense in the league. And uh, he can find ways to just outrun people. He's fast. And he was smart on the, as they're saying, like, only him and Randall Cobb seem to know how to run a, a drill for a broken play. Right, cut all the way back after running a route all the way to the far sideline. Cut all the way back to the middle of the field. Rogers, it, it, that was a good throw. I mean, it was underthrown a little bit, but he's so far behind everybody that you just want to make sure you know, kind of like that one to Cobb against the Bears. Just make sure you don't overthrow him. Uh, so that's exactly what he did, basically, and didn't lead him too far to the safety. That was a good throw, uh, but I don't know. He, he's still it's, it's 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 that thing too, you know, like it, having that spatial awareness that. You know, depending upon how long the play is supposed to be, if it's supposed to be a, a three second, five, four second, five second, seven second release, like at a certain point, like how long are you going to run your route versus getting open? I mean, and you should never have a route that runs more than three seconds because that ball better right. be out by then. That's right. Just, yeah. I'm just saying I'm just saying like yeah. back in the old days, like Jordy, you know, would keep running the post route because he had the guy burnt, you know. <laughs> 
so like you just keep going because you're already open and Rogers could get the ball there. But yeah, nothing's more than three seconds. And that's what that's what Toure did too. Yeah. He looked like a seasoned that looked like a seasoned smart play. So um also uh yeah, Christian Watson, I don't know what that's gonna end up being. I mean that well, dude you got hit you know, in the head, it, it, so, you, know yeah. you know and i understand but it's just like it's it's the Wentz thing it's like certain players i don't know what it is like they just can't stay healthy to save their lives well concussions so, are different though i mean he got hit in the head and they drove his head into the ground um his mom was on twitter and and she was kind of upset because packer fans were being obnoxious about it they do the oh he's mm-hmm. just made a glass You're like, he got hit in the head man um, yeah, he did get hit in the head, but I mean, some players, it's just they, I, they yeah. just have bad luck streaks, man. And it like, might that's be why. A... That's why I compared him to Wentz. Like, Wentz isn't necessarily glass. He didn't have a, a he didn't have a history of being injury prone coming into the league. Right. It's just since he's been in, he just can't stay healthy, and it's like, oh my god, you know, like, come on, dude. You know, like this is the one game that he could have. You know, this would have been the game for him to to shine too, because he is the fastest of the wide receivers. Yeah, and so it's just it was too bad. It was too but, bad. He he had one good catch and, and run there. Well, I mean, it wasn't as long as what they needed out of that play, but mm-hmm. he did all right on that. And man, when you see him move, you can see he has got the elite speed for the NFL. I mean, he is fast mm-hmm. at this level. Fast and switch. Yeah. yeah, you just want to see him on the field. And without 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 yeah. getting into hyperbole, it's that thing that Tariq, uh Tree Kill has. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's that, not that, there. That that, yeah. that 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 step after the catch, not necessarily running the routes. Brandy Moss had it too. It was after he caught the ball. Holy smokes, that dude just got moving in a hurry. He's got that ability. You can see it. But yeah, yeah, we just got to find ways to to work that out. And it just might be a guy who we we kind of knew he was more of a project than anything because he'd been playing in a system where he wasn't getting as many touches as what you would like to see for a guy coming in as a number one receiver. Uh, they don't they don't do a lot of that passing. Also, Trey Lance was his quarterback for a lot of that time, and he's not really good at throwing the ball deep, so it, <laughs> it, it hurt how he could what he could do. Yeah, um, and they they tried to use his speed a lot in running games stuff. So he, he it is has to it learn. is exciting it is exciting that we hit on the third rounder and the seventh rounder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, man, uh, the biggest thing from this game that gets to me is the the absolute lack of discipline on this team right now um yeah. quay walker pushed a coach not a coach he was a practice squad tight end he pushed a guy who was also a coach which is why he was thrown out he yeah. he, he did push a guy not in pads mm-hmm. and uh it's like yeah um I, I, was, I was i was i was i was i was impressed with mcdermott came up behind and grabbed quay walker <laughs> mcdermott's not a big dude <laughs> no. he grabbed him to get him out of that pile sean mcdermott the coach of the bills yeah. that guy's got some cojones man he came up behind a padded play and grabbed him from behind to pull him away from the fight <laughs> that and, and um we had stokes getting benched by the coaches at one point for the first half he came back but he was benched for a while because he basically got into a shouting match and an argument on the sidelines after that um the touchdown where russell douglas um, missed the guy, but then tried to rip the ball out in the end zone. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and after that, apparently there was a little argument. And so they, they benched him for a bit. Uh, the and number that, of and penalties. That, and, and, that's a, and that's a weird thing, too. Now, the whole thing with Jair Alexander and Stefan Diggs. Now, Stefan Diggs, of that's course, fine. with the, with history back to the Vikings. And actually, Jair won between him and Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs didn't catch a single ball on him last night. Right. Our, Just didn't let yeah, him follow but, him, which is dumb. 
which is also dumb. But anyhow, um, it's I, I I I take that a different way, and I know there's the lack of the discipline, but uh, I, I was happy to actually see some fire in the defense, <laughs> like some some actual some actual passion. Now the Quay Walker thing was dumb, and that left you short a linebacker. Um, happy to see some of the chippiness but i mean at the same time it's sad because the benching of eric stokes is almost like lafleur had to take over because that'd be great if he did no i mean that was that was i think that was it because um god john i'm getting old my memory is fading (laughs) defensive coordinator dom caver ours joe barry Joe Barry, Tom Jeez. Capers, thank you. Yeah, you almost did the same thing. No, Joe Barry, it's like thought we were going like back. He he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't get it together enough. And I think the benching was done by Lafleur. Yeah, I think uh, so on, too. Because on, on Stokes, because it led to questions during. Because I listened to his presser today, and flat out they were asking him, "Are you going to replace Joe Barry?" And he said, "Yes." Oh God, no. You know. Yeah, and, and he then, said no. Of course. I mean, of course, but. Because he's, what else is he going to say? But I well, mean, if he says yes, then he is fired, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to fire him. Then you're like, well, right? I'm not coming to work tomorrow. You're going to fire <laughs> exactly. me. But I would go. But, but I mean, but it, it really put Lafleur in a hard place. And we talked about this last week or two weeks ago when we were talking about Joe Barry, like the the nepotism of the NFL and how they just keep hiring people over and over again, even though they have bad track records. And uh, the defense did not play bad yesterday. I, I will give the defense credit. They were good down the stretch, you know, in a game that was already, you know, if the game was closer, but Josh Allen played better, maybe in the second half. But, you know, like there was more effort in the game yesterday. If they would have put that much effort into the into the game against Washington, the Giants or the Jets, they would have won all three games because yeah. you could see the effort was there. You could see that there was a little bit more passion in the team. But at the same time, it, the stupid mistakes they've had 31 penalties in the last four games during that streak. That's over. I mean, that's basic math. That's over seven, a game, the 7.6 repeating a game, (laughs) you know, uh, that it's just, it's, it's nuts. And I, I think the lack of discipline it's, 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 it's twofold. It's frustration and it's youth. And I, I mean, you don't know what else do you say at this point? I mean, Rogers has never looked more, confused as quarterback even his first year as a starter when they went six and ten he did not look confused because he knew the the wide receivers on the team he doesn't know any of them also and 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 we've talked about this and it's our little conspiracy theory on this on this podcast that (laughs) maybe this is what the packers front office is doing to him like here this is you you, this is what you wanted that'd be funny i don't think it's true but this conspiracy theory i will push yeah, no, like this is what you wanted. You wanted to prove you didn't need Devonte Adams. You, you, we, we can. We're going to give you so much money we can't afford anybody else, and you're still going to win. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and his and his well, next year is worse because next year he's got a much larger cap hit. We're going to have to cut players and trade players away to to keep him, and even when we can't cut him, we can't cut him. There's just no way, and nobody will trade for him because he's not good anymore. No, I mean, and I mean anybody yeah. who even thought about it. Looks out to Denver and goes, oh, 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 yeah. Because I mean, the only other, the other, other, the only other precedents to having a, a a big time quarterback come somewhere and do have success is Tom Brady, who always takes less money than he 
he's worth. <laughs> and Peyton Manning, who didn't take a huge boatload of money, he took enough that they could still sign players, you know? Yeah. I mean, Joe Montana did okay when he went to KC, but otherwise, when's the last time a quarterback went anywhere and won anything, you know, at the, yeah. uh, of any, I mean, it's just yeah, Manny Brady, yeah. too. I mean, maybe, maybe Russ turns it around in Denver, but it's not going to be this year. <laughs> that, that, that boat is sinking. That boat is already broken in half and yeah, sinking in two bad. pieces to the bottom. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's there. It's, it's, this is the team. This is the team. And, you know, at least there was a little bit of effort. This it kind of reminded me a little bit of the uh, Arizona game last year, minus the fact that Arizona sucks and the Bills are a legit Super Bowl contending team, you know. <laughs> so right, I don't. There's just it just seems like the coaching staff does not get the respect from the players because the just the number of times they just get up and they're like, I can do whatever I want. I'm going to do this. I'm going to yell at this guy. I'm going to do this thing. The thing in the tunnel. I don't care about that because Jair's running out with his own team. That's mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs and I don't particularly care because wide receivers and corners jawing at each other is just football at this point. That's they, every game. Yeah. It didn't yeah. seem like they were saying anything particularly awful. They were just talking to each other about football and well, they're both strong whatever. personalities and they're both very good at their positions too. That's the other thing. So yeah. yeah. You're uh, allowed to do that when you're good. Yeah. yeah. So I I didn't have any issues with that. It seemed like there were a couple other kind of good-natured ribbing things going on. There's, there's a point where somebody looked like he was saying something to Josh Allen, and we're like, oh, what was that? And you look around, Josh Allen is smiling and laughing at him, too, and it was like, oh, okay, they're just they're just going messing with each other. Um, but, yeah, there just seemed to be oh, a that, number of that, times that where touch, just, that, they weren't going to do the what they wanted. Go ahead. The touchdown run when uh, he laid Darnell Savage. Oh, jeez. Not not the touchdown when they stopped him at the, like, what? The, the one. Did he yeah. Didn't, I forget. No, that one he gets stopped. Yeah. But yeah, he laid yeah. Darnell Savage and Savage Russell just... Douglas got him out at the one who Razul was talking all night long too. But uh um And he did all right that, for most part. He, he did okay, but uh yeah, he laid uh Savage, Razul got him out of bounds, and they came up barking at each other and he was just laughing at him like, Are you kidding me? Like that's that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna be like, he got me out at the one. Whoo! It's first and well, goal at the and one. And you can see if you see the one angle too. Douglas is just laughing with him too. I don't I'm know what sure. was said, but they were just laughing with each other, and it seemed like they were just kind of teasing each other about what happened. Um, but yeah, and Amos got the hit on him there too, going in that kept him out. But either way, just I don't know that it's I don't understand any of the play calling in this game. The Packers. The only thing I'll say is they finally decided to kind of stick with what was working, but they waited until very late in the game to kind of do that. And when they were down by 17, they're like, what's working is running. Let's run a slow ball control. You're like, well, you, you can't do that now. Like, what are right. you even doing? At that point, just well, put in love. St- just put in Jordan Love and scout your rookies. The game with, they started the game with it kind of like that. But a little bit, yeah. They, they gave it up on the fourth down, and it's you could tell that's what they were trying, but – I mean, this is not the team to be experimenting with that with. They should have been doing that uh, four weeks ago versus uh, the or five weeks ago versus the Patriots, four weeks ago against the or three weeks ago against the Giants, and then against the Jets. That's how they should have started off against them, but they didn't, and they were idiots about the whole thing. And n- now it's like, oh, let's try it against the Bills, and they looked halfway <laughs> right. decent against the Bills. They put up a pretty good fight against the Bills. When I thought no, no, this no, team no. was going to be twelve and five. I thought, hey, that week, that's the reason why it's a Sunday night football game. They're going to lose, but 
they'll put up a good fight against the Bills. This game looks exactly like I thought it was going to look, except for the fact that they didn't do that the prior the prior three weeks up to this game. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, now now's when we're going to try this. Actually, if there's any point where they should have, I mean, they did try a flea flicker. That's the first time I've seen a flea flicker in Green Bay in almost 20 years. Um, <laughs> if, if there was a game to pull out all the stops to try some different stuff to get some guys open. No, admittedly, once Christian Watson went out, they even said, like, there was a lot of stuff planned around him. Him and him and Romeo Dobbs are going to be the uh, number one receivers, and they had complete. So when Watson went out, they had to start shuffling, and everything went to, went to pot. But I mean, if there was a game to like try something, it's against the Bills, you know, because that's a game you're dead man walking, walking in. So you're yeah. going to have to pull an upset no matter what. The stuff that they were doing against the Bills, they should have been doing the three weeks prior, and that's no BS. That's it, it, they looked halfway decent against the Bills. A game that was unwinnable in Orchard Park. Yeah, and the one thing I guess I would say is the only real other thing, because I want to see the the run game continue, because they, they looked pretty good. They were running pretty angry. But on right. top of that, I want to see the, the Packers run essentially like what, what they did with Tom Brady in the last couple of years, his last MVP. His average depth of targets like 3.5. Yeah, Rodgers was throwing five-yard passes, man. Do that, because he can do that all day. Get him in rhythm, three-step mm-hmm. drop, out. Yeah, three-step drop. Out, get him one read, get two read, you know, whatever. Just get that ball out of, out of there quickly. And if there's nothing there, throw it away. Throw it over someone's head to nowhere. You know, like oh, I missed him, way out of bounds. Um, just play, something. Just play Johnny Cash in the background the whole time. Get right. Rhythm. And it's also like the other thing is it, it helps defeat that pass rush. The Bills have a very right. good pass rush. They don't yeah. blitz. They don't blitz. The same thing with the, with the Jets a couple <laughs> weeks before too, and, and the, actually the Commanders. Teams that brought four-man pass rush because yeah. they've put all of their draft stock into big guys up front who can rush, and then they can hang back with good good guys in the back <laughs> and then, end. And, and then the Bills went and got Von Miller. Yeah, and so it's like, you know how you beat that? Don't give him three seconds to rush you. One, two, right. three, step, go. Like, plant the back foot and throw. I mean, that's what we Rogers used to did, do. Those Rogers are the things we used time. to do. Rogers did one time last night too. What happens when when you do that? When you do that four man rush and you drop seven like way back into like an umbrella coverage, yeah. he ran for a first down last night, which I think we talked about last week against the Commanders. He had twenty yards in front. Was that the Commanders or the Jets? I, I'm losing track. I can't now. remember anymore. But he had like twenty yards in front of him, and he tried to force it into Tunyon instead of just oh, yeah. running it. Last night he took off running. Now yeah, it was last week with the Commanders. Yep. Yeah, he now he looks like a, a skinny old man running, which is not impressive, <laughs> but you know, it doesn't look like how he used to. But still, he got the 10 yards, he slid and got it. I mean, Tom Brady will take off running once in a while. I mean, you know, every once in a while, you know, a snail will find a, a, a you know, a, a 10 yard opening that you can get a first down. You know, yeah. like if every if there's if 10 yards in front of you, if you're running it, you're not chancing anything. That's how I play NCAA football every single time. <laughs> John, you're going to hate me. I got okay. recruited. I, I I did it. I finally did it. Okay. Um, my my latest uh, run through NCAA 20, uh, 2014, Aaron Austin. I went and played for Alabama. Oh. Just just right. to see just to see how easy it is. 
and it's super easy. <laughs> like, oh, my Heisman came in the third string, came in the third string quarterback. I was first string quarterback halfway through the season and was a Heisman Trophy candidate. And I'm on uh, my junior now on my second Heisman Trophy run. And uh, yeah, and all my receivers are super fast and all my <laughs> running backs are super Because I always play like, I always play uh, uh, UTEP or. Um, yeah. Uh, Iowa la. State, uh, Ulala, Wyoming, um, FAU, Vatech. I think I was one Ooh. time. I just went and played for Vatech or something okay. like that. You know, like just random like teams. Like, oh, well, mm-hmm. oh my god. Ugh. And I eventually end up winning a national championship. Actually, I think my run with uh, Vatech, I never won a national championship. All right. Hey, I think I was in the mail Bowl <laughs> once. But anyways, okay, anyhow, move it but. <laughs> Uh, it was just they they had some things they they actually looked fairly decent for what they could have done they kind of hung in there they had the back door cover at the end the the couple picks were pretty good um the one was a great read by Rasul uh, the other one was an incredible play because uh Josh Allen's trying to throw the ball into the ground and Jair Alexander reads that and picked mm-hmm. it off it was an amazing play uh, he had a really yeah. good game, and like you said, the the not covering Stefan Diggs all game was kind of is another. unbelievable and unforgivable. Just, I mean, be, it happened last yeah. week. He got beat by ter- by Scary Terry, a couple yeah, a couple times. times. He not had an okay. I mean, Scary Terry only he had only had only had seventy eight yards. So I mean, it wasn't that bad. But it's also kind of crazy the number of Packer fans on Twitter now who are like, well. Jair Alexander's not even good anymore. You're like, oh my gosh, just get out. Just, just shut leave. up. Shut you don't up. know what you're watching. He's the, only con- he's the only consistently good player we actually have. Stokes has been kind of a disappointment this year coming in for the sophomore slump. Um, right. That's... And Brazil Douglas has been okay. Okay. I mean, which he, he had a really good year last year. Yeah. Yeah. A, like a career year. And Having that many we... pick sixes is not a sustainable career path. No, so, no. I mean, he's playing well. Oh, he's been, he's been close. He's been close a couple times this year where it's like half a second off. Like that dude's yeah. got a nose for the ball. Yeah. But anyways, but yeah, uh, yeah no, it's it, it, Alexander's I, Alexander's probably the best player on this team right now. Yeah. I mean, Aaron uh, Jones would be if they actually gave him the Keep ball. The ball. He's the best offensive player. Sure. But and uh, Kenny Clark has played great, and Rashawn Gary mm-hmm. has looked pretty good. He wasn't out He was injured last week, but he, he mm-hmm. had a couple nice rushes this week. But you know, Josh Allen doesn't stay there and wait for you. <laughs> he just he, mm-hmm. he's going to move. But we'll see this week. Now Josh, we get Josh, the, Josh Allen is ridiculous. By the way, he's crazy good. That uh, dude's good. Way he, more than I thought he would be. I, he's, I honestly, he's, he's a big. Mahomes. To a degree, he's a yeah. Mahomes. He's a big Mahomes with a giant chip on his shoulder and an attitude problem. Yeah. I mean, he's a good dude. Like, if you yeah. see him in interviews or something like that. But when he's on the field, that dude's got an attitude. Oh, like, yeah. He, he tries to run over people. He so, like, hates he needs, everyone. He needs on to the stop. Other team. He needs to learn to slide at some point. I, Ooh, I mean, I love that he doesn't because he's going to call pepper himself, you know, or yes. uh, RG three himself, except he's way bigger. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that dude, that dude's got that dude's got some fire in his gut, dude. Yeah, like he's I like him. He's I mean, coming I, out of Wyoming, I would trade him straight up for Rogers. Really? Straight up for Rodgers and that. like the next two first round draft picks like easily. <laughs> no, I'm dead. No, serious. I know. Like, I know. You're right, too. He's a known commodity. 
Yeah. Like he is, he's going to be good in this league. He's got a rocket of an arm. It's a high Mars system. It's not just a rocket. It's a high Mars system. Like <laughs> that thing is unbelievable. Go look it up folks. It's a Micklick. Mars are. Micklick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean that, I mean, he's, he's legit. He is super legit. And um, I mean, if you were to ask me going forward, which quarterback, in the league I would build with him or Mahomes or whoever else I'd go with him. All right. He's, he's phenomenal. He's yeah. as build. So yeah. Build. <laughs> build. You see what I did there? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, so next week we got hope again, because next week the Packers are going to go to Ford field and they're going to play the lions, but the, the lions most, have been putting up points. They really they have. The, they they should have the, the most disappointing team in the league. Because Absolutely. they even had a fourteen nothing lead on the on the on the on the Dolphins last week, yeah. they should have won, and they score a ton of points. And they go they go nose to nose. Hell, they had a shootout with the the Eagles earlier this year. That was yeah, they ridiculous. almost beat the Eagles. It made me wonder whether or not the Eagles were the team I thought they were going to be because I was like, well, they're going to run through the NFC, right. and then they they got nose to nose with the Lions, and it was rough. And I was like, don't don't take this for granted. These are not those Lions. These guys can put up points. They're just. They're still in a way, though, those lions where they will they're, find a way to do something dumb at the end. I do love seeing uh, Jamal Williams. I still love that guy. Yeah. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is great. Uh, he is actually their leading receiver right now. Yeah. Uh, 395 yards. Uh, he's got 20, what, 26 catches. So that's interesting that he's their leading and, and, receiver. I mean, Amon Ra has been hurt. But he's going to be back this week. It looks like. I, I think I'd argue if they would have if they would have stuck with Jared Goff one more year, he could have probably done just as well as Stafford did. I mean, Stafford's regressing to the mean really hard this year. Well, yeah, he's he's looking more like Stafford, and also they put all their money into winning last year, and now they're bad because they had to get rid of guys. You know, so it's right. like, yeah, I mean, now he has less. Goff's not a bad quarterback. He is not bottom ten. He's... No. He's probably the bottom of the 20. He's not as good as Stafford. We would all agree to that, I think. If ish at this point. I mean, Goff is still younger. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I, I would say at the point where they're at the, the career arcs, I mean, they may they might be needing right about now, but like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Goff's not bad. They've got weapons. They've got they're they're the best one in six team ever, just like the Vikings are the, the worst, <laughs> worst six, six and one, one team ever. I mean, and they're they're legitimately six and one. They've they've won all those games. They're gonna win the division. And uh, yeah. there's just nothing yeah. you can do about it, just because nope. they're a, they're an actually good team in a in a con- in a division full of turkeys at this point, and uh, right, that's just where it is. That's where the Packers have been the last couple of years is being a great team surrounded by turkeys. Vikings are a good team. I mean, that's a good team right now. They're playing well and they find ways to win, which is not normally a Viking thing. But they're going to win the division this no. year, and they're going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so. you're exactly right too. Like they're doing non-Viking things. Yeah, like we should acknowledge when our opponents are doing their when they're doing the good things. We should point it out that yes, that is actually what good football is. Vikings are doing the right things. Bears are actually making smart moves. They traded Roquan Smith uh, for some some picks. Quinn last week too. Yeah, Rob Quinn. They're on fire sale. They got a boatload of uh, draft capital for two defensive players, which that's not a normal. And they're just going to burn out Fields while they build a team for the next quarterback because they don't care about Fields. Fields wasn't their pick, and no. so, but yeah, no. Even the Vikings, uh, they're staying right on task. Uh, did you see that uh, 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 Harrison Smith uh, 
made a super dirty hit on DeAndre Hopkins and got away with it. No penalty. If you want to, if you want to know the facts, everybody called it out. Yeah. And, and, and the Vikings fans, Skull Nation lining up and going, Oh, that wasn't a dirty hit. He was 100% dirty hit. And, and, and Harrison Smith was going low and he fell down and hit him in the head. No, that dude tried to take his head off. He was, he was going right for his ear. Um, the Vikings right now, actually, this will surprise you. I mean, it won't, but, um, they actually lead the NFL in net penalty yards, meaning the most benefit from penalties called in games they're in. They are a they're net. Also, they're also the least injured team in football. Yeah, too. they're the they are net eighteen penalties, and they are net one hundred sixty four yards. Mm. The Packers are net minus one penalty, but a net positive seventy yards. Uh, right. Bears actually are net yeah. eight penalties. So the Bears and the Vikings positive on the penalties. Packers right. are a negative. So for all, for all those fans that always say the Packers get all the calls, you're wrong. Wrong. It's the Vikings. And yeah, but but no, that's 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 <laughs> two that's that's two of the stats we were just talking about that mm-hmm. just really lead to wins that you don't that people don't talk about. People want to talk about passing yards, rushing yards, all that other you know pertinent information. That but blue. I mean, the Vikings. The Vikings had one person on their um, injured list this week. A uh, guy named Naylor, who was like a second oh, stringer or something like that, who who participated fully at practice, but was listed. Otherwise, they have nobody else. Yeah. And they have the penalties against are minimal. And I mean, that's what win games. You know, I, with the, the Packers would might have might have actually showed up against the Bills if they actually had, you know, their two top wide receivers, you know, like it's it's or, or not having. Uh, um, yeah, all of our linebackers out. All of our game. linebackers disappear. Yeah, uh, for various reasons. Or a real defensive injury, coordinator injury and penalty. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, Rashawn Gary is running on half a brain cell coming off of a, a concussion. You know, so yeah, I mean that's what's going on. The, but the Packers but, are literally the only team with a negative plus minus on penalties in the NFC North. The Bears, Vikings, and Lions are all have more penalties called against their opponents than themselves. The Packers are the only team negative in that. Well, then the Lions have no excuse. Yeah, they're a plus two. Uh, Vikings <laughs> plus 18, Bears plus eight, Packers minus one. So, Well, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell better start gnawing on some more knees. He's gonna. So, you know knees are yeah. gone. They're gonna be gone. Knees are, knees are gone. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we're gonna move on. We'll just say there, there was obviously no, no Badger football game this week. Next week is gonna be... Uh, going back again here and playing against uh, Maryland. So that's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be, I don't know. I find that's going to be probably a rough game to be be watching. We'll see how the Packers or the Badgers defense does in this one. That's it's going to be kind of that. I'm still unsure about who this team is in many ways uh, because they were great one week, you know, expected it's kind of hitting the expectations and destroying Northwestern's who's bad. Um, And then look like, Nothing. They look terrible against Michigan State. And then to go in and beat Purdue, which they should not have done. Uh just no. should not have done. And uh it's I don't know. It's it, it's hard to get to it, pick this team, but if the defense shows up, they'll be in a good spot. But it's who it's knows? team in flu- it's a team in flux. That's why you won't bet on them right now. You know, it's 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 hard. Right. maybe after this week we'll know who they are. You know, Wisconsin is favored in this game. They are the home team. They're favored by five and a half. Maryland has hung with Michigan. They have hung with a couple of teams here. 
Uh, you know, Maryland and, beat Michigan State, I guess, at home, but they lost to Purdue at home as well. But did they get beat up in the tunnel by Michigan State afterwards? <laughs> no, they must no, have okay. gone some other way, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but no, so I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that I, I, I still think the Michigan State game is an outlier since Leonard took over. I do too. Um, this this week this week will really this week will really tell. And Michigan State made some really good plays down the stretch at the end of that game too. So yeah, um, they they came in and they 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 laid it to Northwestern first away game. You know, Northwestern was first game after Chris was fired. They go to Michigan State, still in flux. Now you're coming back. You come back. You beat Purdue. Kind of get a little bit right. Who knew that Purdue would be the get right game? Now, now you <laughs> right. see what they do against. Now you see what they do against Maryland. If they come out and smoke Maryland, you're like, all right, here we go. And if they come out a little bit slow against Maryland, somehow pull out a win, you're like, yeah, all right. They 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 are who we thought they were. If they come out and they lose to Maryland, you're like, all right, well, this team is, you know, just they don't know what they're doing yet. Jim Leonard's trying to figure stuff out. If they get smoked by Maryland, burn it down. We need a new stadium. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Maryland's coming in at 6-2. and two. Their only two losses are Purdue at home and at Michigan. Lose at Michigan by 7. Lose to Purdue by three, and I think they missed a field goal at the end too, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a very interesting one. Uh, Maryland, Maryland, Maryland's got to be ranked then, right? They're not because like their their wins aren't aren't terribly impressive. They continue to win. They're six and two, but I mean, like their wins are. I mean, they they only beat Northwestern by seven at home, and okay. they beat. You know, Indiana by five on the road. They beat Michigan State at home, uh, almost doubled. They beat them by fourteen. Uh, yeah, I beat... don't. I don't keep up with Terrapin football as much as I used to. No, I mean then their their non conference games are SMU, Charlotte, and Buffalo. So it's like, yeah, it... Tagovailoa is a name we obviously know. This is Talia uh, Tagovailoa, uh, Tua's little brother, and I mean he's decent and he's he's fast and. He can throw. He's got some good receivers on this team. Um, it's going to be the the offense versus our defense, and then we'll see if the offense can put up some points in this game and stay with them. And uh, that's kind of what's going to be is, is is how much can our defense keep him controlled? And if they can, then the, I think the Badgers can win this. That's obviously that's going to be the big key to victory is just not giving up giant chunk plays in the passing game and keeping him in the pocket. But uh, so, it's entirely possible. I don't know what will happen in this one. I, I feel good about the Badgers on this, but I, like we've said, it's a team in flux. I don't know who they are just yet, which is weird for a team that's eight games in. So if I've ever learned anything from anybody, it was from the great Brett Musburger, <laughs> who, uh, who always talked about that's the reason why they, back in the old days, they would flip around the stadiums uh, before the game started. They'd be like, not reporting from the Sun Bowl in Florida. Here's Maggie McCatherine, and she's going to talk about the weather. All right, right now down in Florida, it's 72 and sunny. It's a perfect day for football. Now moving over to Houston or uh, to uh, to Waco, Texas, at Texas A&M. You know, what's weather over there? Well, it's windy over here. Some dust storms. We've had some cold fronts moving in. It's super cold and it's rainy. Okay. Uh, not good conditions. It's all about betting. So, right. um uh, yeah, that's why I never knew that. That's why they did that. Brett Musburger on the Dan Patrick show, he laid it out. He goes, <laughs> yeah, that's why we did that. It's for the betters. 
He's like, because that's how the games work. For him. So I just quickly, I just quick looked up the forecast. It's, it's we have a nice warm trend here in Wisconsin. It's supposed to be, it's going to be seventy in the next couple of days, which is going to be just glorious. It was glorious for trick or treating tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's supposed to be sixty and rainy on Saturday in um, Madison. So we'll see. I, I I don't know. It's going to be. It looks like it's going to be a sloppy game. So well, I think I that that helps us. I hope so. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, and then the next big thing that we do have is we actually have Bucks games, which is yeah. great. So the Bucks had a couple ones. They continue to be undefeated. They just had a game that finished while we've been recording. Yeah. But they beat the Knicks. Who I mean, the Knicks have just kind of fallen to nothing. Like two years ago, they had that great regular <laughs> season, and then fall yeah. apart in the playoffs, which is what. You know what his teams do uh, when you've got that's, that's Thibodeau. what Tom Thibodeau teams do. Thibodeau does do. this all the time, but last it year they were out his, it burns out his players. Last year they're yeah. just bad. Uh, this year they're they're three and two. Uh, well, they came in three and one. They're three and two then, and uh, the Bucks beat them one nineteen one oh eight. And let's just see, just getting uh, Giannis. <laughs> his shoots, his free throws are still very good. He's he has on and off nights on the the threes. Team was just not shooting threes this game. Uh, Giannis and and Brooke combined for one for twelve from three. Uh, I'm more surprised about Brooke because obviously the next game uh, against the Hawks he he was just on fire and what uh, he had 19 in the first half right? right and did five of eight from three in that game. Giannis hit the one uh, three pointer in that game the one he tried one for one and it was beautiful. High arcing shot just hit like the the little back part of the rim as it went through is all mm-hmm. it hit. Um, he played well. Uh, the best part about this game that I loved was at the very end it was it was still kind of close, it was somewhat close. We'll say uh, towards the end, Bucks get up and then they needed. I guess Atlanta needed to go down and hit a three to just kind of keep it close. And uh, Trey Young is dribbling, tries to do a crossover and. <laughs> And um, uh, Drew, Drew Holiday is just standing completely still, basically. And he dribbled it right into his chest and he just took it, threw it up the other way. And Giannis go grab, goes and grabs it and just thunders it down. And it was just like, oh, all right, then. That was, uh, he played such good defense on there. It looked like the team uh, we expect to see. They've been great so far, finding ways to win, even when they're, they're kind of without people, when they're, they're still not getting anything. I mean, they're what, 6 and 0 now. And, right. and we haven't been last, seeing. Yeah, no, they're on their way to 82 and zero, John. Yeah, I mean, that's the pace we're on. So I, I'm sure that that's mm-hmm. what will happen. Uh, no, but it's still like no Middleton uh, and no Connington and yep. six and oh, because uh, they just beat the Pistons today. I mean, and this is this is, you know, a, a rough kind of patch in, in a couple of weeks here. But they get this win uh, tonight, just a tight one today. And mm-hmm. uh, just well, yeah, finding ways played- to win three games in four days they played friday saturday and and monday and we were down in milwaukee on saturday afternoon because we are members at the milwaukee public museum yeah it's awesome but anyways so they had a uh, trick-or-treat thing there that was uh, earlier in the afternoon and we were getting out i i was like yeah if we're not going to the game we got to get out of here before this game starts that place was buzzing at 4 30 in the afternoon that's nice yeah, the Deer District was already starting to fill up. Like, it, yeah, it's it's legit downtown there. So, but no, I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, that's 
uh, they played the Knicks on Friday. Hawks, the Hawks, I mean, the Hawks are legit pretty much, right? I think they've been doing pretty well. They're four and two in this one, and that counts the loss to us. So, right. I mean, like and they've so, been looking pretty good so far this year, and uh, the Bucks get the win there. It was pretty nice. So, nice so game. I obviously because we've been talking, I didn't get to see the game and trick or treating <laughs> before that. But uh, yeah, squeak past the Pistons. Bobby Portis getting another big game from uh, 15 off the bench. One of four players in double digits in this one tonight against the Pistons. Pistons have some young talent. They have some good guys on this team, but they're not they're not really putting it together uh, in, in what they want. They got Bogdanovich out there. They got um, Ivy, the kid out of Purdue we talked about plenty last year when he was out mm-hmm. there. Um, he's good. He's going to be fine. He went 8 of 17, but 0 for 3 from 3 tonight. Every single Pistons starter hits triple digits, including also a, a six guy off the bench, Diallo. So, I mean, they get six guys with, with double-digit scoring, and the Bucks get 31 from Giannis, 24 from Brooke, 25 from uh, Holiday. Uh, Carter's starting the game in this one, and then Grayson Allen adds nine. Carter got nothing, no points, 0 for 5 today. Uh, but, yeah, 15 points from Portis. Noara has – he's been kind of hit and miss. Uh, it was He gets – uh, where was it against uh, 11, I think, here? Yeah, 11 points. He's got a plus-minus of plus one against Atlanta. He doesn't score a single point against either the Knicks or the Pistons, though. Uh, 0 for 4 here. Uh, 0 for 2 against the Knicks. So he's he's getting some time, at least. I mean, he wasn't getting anything last year because he's new. And if there's anything we know about Bud is he doesn't start rookies, just for whatever reason. Yeah, that's that's the other great conspiracy theory on this <laughs> show is that on this podcast is that if Bud would have been the coach when Giannis came in, he wouldn't be the player he is today because Bud would have never have played him. Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, but uh, Giannis gets at least thirty in all three games this week. Uh, he gets thirty-one tonight, thirty-four I, against I, Atlanta, and I, thirty straight up thirty against the Knicks. Playing really well. Yep, he is, and uh, without getting into the statute too far because yeah. we don't care about basketball until March. Not really. Um. But they are the, the Packers are forcing us to talk about the Bucks right now because we need positivity <laughs> in our lives. Um, like yeah. every year we say this, and even since the Bucks have been good, is that uh, uh, you know let's not talk about the Bucks until March because it really doesn't matter as long as they stay on top of the conference, as long as they finish in the top four seeds, they'll be fine. Um, I really think the Bucks are doing some pedal to the metal right now. Um, get ahead a little bit. Brooke Lopez looks good. Brooke didn't play at all last year during the regular season. Right. So uh, he's right. I mean, 34, 34, 33, 34, 35, somewhere in that range. Still what well, the all-time lead, still, I think the all-time leading scorer for the Nets. Maybe. Even though Kevin Durant plays for that team. Um, so long. he looks good. He's helping out. Uh, being careful with Chris Middleton, being careful with Connington. Um, last year's out against the Celtics. Um still a little painful yeah um but i do believe that i think they're they're they're, they're, it's almost like they're doing a hybrid uh the year that they lost out to toronto they were the first overall seed and they were pedals to the metal all the way to the playoffs and then just ran out of gas against toronto and nick nurse figured out their team and they just shut down the lane and janice can score and then bubble year, and then championship year. I think they're. I think what they're doing is they're trying to get out ahead right now, get some wins, get get some space, 
I mean, they're the last undefeated team. They're six and zero. How often does an NBA team even go six and zero, like, or even have a six game winning streak? You know, right? Like, yeah, right. I think I mean, it's just the Bucks at this point, right? I mean, ones. It's yeah, and I mean, yeah. So they squeaked out one against Detroit. Great, whatever. It's still a win. Yeah. You know, just keep building up that. Keep building up that. So, like midwinter, you can start giving Giannis some some rest here and there. I mean, the guy's still only. I, what was the game? Uh, what game was it? He scored forty-four points in twenty-eight minutes. That was. I don't remember that. That was <laughs> regular season. Sixers game. Sixers oh, game. maybe. Yeah. Uh, either way, yeah, forty-four points in twenty-eight minutes. I mean, that already happened this year. So it's like, like, let's bring back the minutes. You know, like, let's. You know, Giannis is a, a specimen that will be studied for years. You know, like, <laughs> how does this guy work? Yeah. But uh, at the same time, you got to get get take care of those tires. Don't get too much tread off the tires. And also too, just, you know, if you build up these wins, plus you're getting these other guys that who don't get to play that much playing time and, you know, you're relying on them. And so they're, they're building up and it's, it's a promising season. Like I, yeah. as a Wisconsin fan, I cross my fingers, do my little prayer to God at night before I go to bed. That doesn't all fall apart. <laughs> even though most time God says too bad. Um, so get over it. <laughs> Get over it, bro. Get over it. <laughs> um, but uh, no, the the Bucks are lining up for a, a, a historically good season. I hope it works out. Mm-hmm. I hope everything comes together. I hope maybe a Jay Crowder trade or something like that. Even though the Bucks don't have a lot to give up anymore, because that's one of the problems with when you're a top yeah, team. I don't think it's gonna happen. You know, uh, I, I hope some they can get somebody else in there. Um, I think Jay Crowder would be great. You know, yeah. but uh, like right. I said, bring in Horford too, just to get rid of everybody that gives Giannis problems. So nice. uh, the only other thing I say for some of the major sports we covered, uh, NCAA basketball is obviously starting coming up very soon. Uh, I think the Badgers start November 7th, uh, uh, Marquette as well around that time. Should be some interesting times. Um, obviously, some big talent leaving both these schools. Marquette, though, is going to be able to bring back a couple guys that are you know, guys who had a lot of time, uh, Olivier Maxens prosper. We talked about prosper last year. Uh, Igodaro played a lot last year. Tyler Kolek was one of the better point guards in the big East last year. Uh, we're going to see Cameron Jones and Zach Reitzel getting uh, plenty of time out there as well. So the, they got a very young team. I think they're, are there two seniors on the entire team? If I'm, if I'm looking at this right, uh, I think actually just one, no, there are two seniors, uh, Michael Kennedy, from Mequon, and then uh, Zach Reitzel from Prosper, Texas. And then they have a guy whose last name is Prosper, but he's not from Prosper, Texas. He's a... Uh, Unfortunately. No, of course not. But uh, he's actually from Montreal, Provence de Quebec. But uh, the Badgers also obviously losing a lottery does traffic. Tra- does that translate to Prosper? No, no, Prosper. He's from Quebec. He's from... That's what I meant. You said he's some from somewhere in Quebec. I said, does that translate to Prosper? Is prosper. that like would, no the, the French version of Prosper? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Does it just mean Prosper? I'm not sure. I don't speak French. Le, le, pro, le Prosper. Le Prosper. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Badgers C'est lose. Bon yeah, Badgers lose Johnny Davis. Obviously, they're still going to bring back Chucky Hepburn. What they lost Johnny Davis? Year. Where'd he go? Yeah. Uh, I forget who even drafted him. I don't watch okay, the NBA draft. You go through all this. Yeah, uh, and then they'll still have Chucky Hepburn. They're still going to have Tyler Wall coming back for his senior year. Uh, still look for plenty from Stephen Crowell, uh, seven-footer from Egan, Minnesota. 
uh, coming for his junior year. Jordan Davis is still on the team. That's uh, Johnny's brother. So maybe we can confuse people into thinking he's Johnny Davis. They're One of the f- brothers too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe yeah, so. They're... And also, fun late add, uh, freshman new to this team, Isaac Guard. Guard may sound like a familiar name. Yes, it's his son. So. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no joke. Uh, nothing. You, you didn't. You did not put enough emphasis into that kid that we got from the Twin Cities, though. Which one? Uh, we, right, exactly. We take Which all one? their their best players end up somewhere else, and then they yeah. don't all end up here, but they do end up somewhere else. Uh, yeah, Stephen Crawl, seven footer from Egan. Uh, where are the other? Uh, they, they, end up, they end they up have? in Wisconsin or Duke, and then they go to Duke and beat Wisconsin. They got Marcus Iver, who's from Estonia. That Estonia. Yeah. Uh, they got uh, Jacob Neath, who or Jacoby Neath. Pardon me. He's the the transfer last year. Uh, I think from Wake. Uh, he's actually from Toronto, and we also have you know Tyler Walls actually from Lakeville, Minnesota. That's impossible, John. They don't play basketball in Canada. They only play hockey. Well, Stop lying. both the Badgers and the Golden Eagles have a kid from Canada, so that's fantastic and fun. Uh, I, I call playing way down here in the south. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's nice no, and warm. How, how, how great is, but but just thinking back on that though. So back to the the, the grand old days of uh, Kaminsky and. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and and uh, the, yeah, Decker. The, that, yeah, and, and Decker playing in the NBA or playing in the NCAA championship game against Duke, and it was literally like players from Minnesota playing against <laughs> each other for teams in that Illinois. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. It's just the whole run. I mean, I know Kaminsky's not from there, and Decker's not either. But no. he's hometown, but, but yeah, it's, yeah, Decker from uh, Sheboygan. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, Marquette will start yeah. their season next week, Monday, as we're recording. They will be playing Radford. Um, I just got to look them up again. They're the Radford Highlanders. There can only it's... be one Radford, and they're the Highlanders. <laughs> uh, the Badgers will be playing at home next Monday against South Dakota, the Coyotes. So, anything else you got on that? Didn't, didn't Harry Potter go to Radford? Oh, no, that was Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Never Radcliffe, there we go. Very close. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap up everything as quickly as we can in a segment now that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, last call. We're going to wrap up as quickly as we can. As I said, uh, Wisconsin Volleyball now ranked number three, but they were ranked number five through last week. Uh, They played number one Nebraska in what is the uh, most watched game in, I think it was was Big Ten Network history. Over over a half million fans watching that game. Wisconsin sweeps it, 3-0. The score, 23-22-18. and Sarah Franklin, who is it? Six four, crazy, just crazy tall woman. Uh, she's a sophomore, and she was Big Ten Player of the Week a couple weeks back. Sarah Franklin gets twenty one kills. Devin Robinson right behind with nine. Twenty one kills is huge. Uh, mm-hmm. In blocks, Danielle Hart gets nine. Devin Robinson gets six. Uh, playing great so far. Devin Robinson yeah, coming back strong. Twenty nine kills is two games worth of kills. Yeah, uh, Julia Orzao. 11 digs, Izzy Ashburn, 10. Guchtekin gets nine in that uh, big win against Nebraska. Wisconsin, uh, 44 kills to 37, 52 digs to 46, wins in aces, 9 to 1. The kill percentage, uh, 20.7 to 16.2. This is the first Big Ten loss for Nebraska, their second loss overall. 
UW, Nebraska, and Ohio State now all tied at 11-1. and uh, Well, tied now because after they beat them, the UW then played number nine ranked Minnesota, who maintains the number nine ranking. Uh, and even after this game, but Wisconsin beats them three to one. You'll remember Minnesota did sweep the Badgers early in the season in Minnesota, but the Badgers come back when it was 20, 20, 25, and 23 for the three to one win. Again, Franklin and Robinson leading in kills, uh, 18 and 13, respectively. Hart leads in the blocks five uh, on the way there, and Carolyn Crawford steps in and gets five blocks. Uh, Chanel Bramschreiber, 19 digs and uh, 11 for Urzau. Uh Badgers actually win the uh, kill, or actually I think they lose the kill percentage, uh, 19.2 to 21.1, but still come through. Brom Schreiber is the one we haven't talked about her name much, but she's the one she transferred from Baylor. She's a five foot eight libero. That's pretty tall for a libero. Huh. Um, and she's the transfer from Baylor who couldn't play the first 16 games of the season because of uh, NCAA rules on this. Um, Bar- Marquette basketball, right? Or- oh, so, so so the transfer portal works for football, but not for volleyball. Works for other teams. It doesn't work for Wisconsin. Wisconsin, say. okay. I'm uh, sorry, Marquette. C, C, not C, uh, C Potter. Yeah, yeah, not basketball, but Marquette volleyball, number 17 ranked. They are 20 and 2 and 11 and 1 in the Big East. Their only losses this season are at UW at 3-1 you know, and at Creighton 3-2. to two. Uh, They had a couple games this week. They beat DePaul 3-2. to two. That was, first set is crazy. So 32 points, 18 points, 20 points, 30, uh, uh, pardon me, 25 and 8. So it goes down to the fifth, the fifth set there, and they win 15-8 in the last one. Losing 34, or, or I'm sorry, 30-32 to 32 in the first set is an incredible match. Uh, they win on kill percentage 28.2 to 18.2. Uh, Hattie Bray gets 21 kills, Carson Murray with eight blocks, and Carly Scraback with 19 digs. Then they beat Butler three to nothing. They win 15, 24, and 21. The kill percentage in this is insane uh, 32.5 on the kill percentage, uh, 21.6 for Butler. Aubrey Hamilton gets 14 kills. Carson Murray with two blocks to lead the way. And again, Carly Scrabeck getting 17 digs. So there's about eight games left before we start getting to uh, the end of the season and start seeing what the bracket looks like. But both Wisconsin D1 teams looking very good at this point. In D3 volleyball, uh, UW-Whitewater remains number 10. Uh, they played this week. They got a, a 2-3 to three loss to Cornell College. Um, UW-Eau Claire goes up from 12 goes up 213 they were 12 last week Eau Claire I'm probably uh, Oshkosh I'm sorry uh, they they get a three to nothing win over Wisconsin Lutheran in Wauwatosa Eau Claire drops two spots from 12 to 14 they lost three to nothing to Concordia in Mequon Concordia of Wisconsin in Mequon and UWSP drops from 15 all the way to 17 and those are the only ranked uh, D3 teams in volleyball in the state this was Cornell also College, Cornell College, like Ivy League school. No, that's that's the University of Cornell or Cornell University. This is Cornell College. It's a different. Thing. Oh, yeah, oh, I don't I'm know where they're Iowa. Okay, Got yeah. Uh, in cross country, this is like we said last week. Uh, this is the conference championship weekend. Wisconsin men get the Big Ten title. It's their fifty third conference title and fifth in a row. Uh, nobody on that team has ever finished worse than first. They have twenty five points in the Big Ten. Uh, final meet they finished first second 
6th, 7th, 9th, and 10th. That's ridiculous. Uh, Bob Liking finishes with 23 minutes, 48.9 seconds. Jackson Sharp uh, finishes 23 minutes, 49 seconds flat. Uh, a tenth of a second apart, that's one and two. All right. The women's team finishes third overall in the Big Ten with 94 points. Uh, Shea Ruley finished eighth. She was the only Badger runner in the top ten. And they finish eight, 13, 14, 29, 30, 45, 48, and 52. Uh, in the WIAC uh, championship this weekend, lacrosse wins both men's and women's. Uh, in men's, they get 27 points. They finish, you're going to love this, 1, 3, 5, 8, and 10. Five of the top 10 runners. They have seven of the top 13 runners to cross the line. <laughs> the last two aren't for the score. Whitewater finishes second with 51 points. Stout third with 96. Uh, lacrosse women get 26 points. They finish 1, 4, 5, 6, and 10. Again, five runners in the top 10. Uh, seven in the top 16. Eau Claire is wow. second with 50 points, and Oshkosh third with 99. Finishing up with hockey, uh, we have UW men after that fantastic weekend of getting uh, UMD at UMD. They come home and play Penn State. This was, If you like offensive hockey, this was your game. Badgers and Penn State, This both these games, they push tempo and they push the puck. First game, Shots on goal were UW 32, Penn State 38. That's a pretty good game, uh, but it was a two to one for actual score. They lose to Penn State both games. At number nine, pardon me, number 16, Penn State. Dominic Mersch gets the only goal. It's in fact the only goal of the weekend because the next game they get shut out for nothing. Shots on goal were UW 32, Penn State 42. Uh, they had five penalties in this game, and that definitely didn't help though they only gave up one power play goal. They killed off three out of the four. So men's hockey is still just, they can get a big weekend. They just can't put two of them together. It's just a, it's just a mess. Yeah. Women's it's hockey hot, gets to go. It's like malaria. It's hot and then it's cold. Hot and then it's cold. <laughs> uh, women's hockey got to play UMD this weekend. Um, they lose the first one, uh, two to one in overtime. Uh, the game tying goal happens with two minutes, 50 seconds left in the game. Lacey Eden got the only goal of that game. They were uh, no no power play goals. All goals were at even strength. They come back Saturday, win four to three. So uh, Caroline Harvey gets a goal, uh, and then there's two goals by UMD. UMD takes the lead, and then the Badgers get the next three goals to make it four to two. So Lacey Eden, Caroline Harvey with their second goal of the game, and then Nicole Lamantia uh, make it four to two. Late goal in the third period makes it 4-3. Shots on goal were 39-25. to 25. For uh, for UMD to stay in the game that well with that that kind of shots on goal is you know, good on them. Uh, Division 3 got started this weekend. A couple of rough games. Biggest one here in the Midwest was probably UWSP versus St. Norbert, uh, 10 versus 6. Uh, St. Norbert wins the first one, 3-2 in overtime, and the second one is a tie. One to one goes through overtime. No winner declared. It's a tie game. So UWSB starts off 01 and 1. St. Norbert 1-0-1. St. Olaf beat Northland 7-1. River Falls beats Hamlin 4 to nothing. And Stout beats the Milwaukee School of Engineering 6-2. Then oh, the uh, Cobbers. <laughs> right. 
Um, River Falls then played St. John's at home and lost three to one. Stout beat Concordia of Wisconsin nine to one, and then Concordia played St. Scholastica, the Saints, uh, the next day and then lost nine to three. They love giving up nine goals. Apparently, the scoring is one thing, but nine goals given up is fine. Uh, Lawrence University played uh, Buffalo State. They lose four to nothing and then two to one. Uh, so yeah, uh, Stevens Point drops to number 12 after the loss St. Norbert. St. Norbert does not go up after getting a win and a tie against UWSP. Mm. In women, uh, Superior played uh, paid, uh, pardon me, Lawrence, and they win them both, Aaron. Superior women, 2-0. Fantastic. Win 5-0, and they win 3-2 in overtime. Uh, UWO Claire went and played St. Benedict. Um, that's in St. Joseph, Minnesota. I looked it up for you. They are the Blazers. If St. Oh. Benedict died from being lit Wait. on fire, that's the worst thing ever, but I don't know I don't know that that's true. I think he just died of age because th- that St. Benedict <laughs> would have the Benedictine rights. Um, but they went 4-1 to and 4-3 to in overtime. Uh, UWSP women split with St. Olaf, the Oles, 2-1, uh, to and then they win 4-1. to uh, River Falls loses to Augsburg, uh, the top-ranked Augsburg, 4-3. Uh, Aren't they the Augies? Yeah, I could be are. wrong. No, they're like yeah. the Bulldogs. So they think they're the Bulldogs. Yeah, they are. Sorry, you're right. Yes. Yeah, because they're in like Michigan, I believe. Um, yeah. Northland yeah, loses to Concordia of Minnesota, two to one in overtime. Uh, currently, River Falls is ranked seventh, and Eau Claire is ranked fifth. The one other thing I'll say to end this, just for Aaron, is preseason rankings came out for wrestling. D one Penn State will be number one. Iowa's two. Michigan at five. Ohio State six, Nebraska eight, Wisconsin twelve. So All right, yeah. five of the top eight teams in the Big Ten, and then Wisconsin at twelve. So that's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else we can add here, Aaron, that you can think of? Um, I would just like to say that we have to do a podcast sometime about all the names of uh, D three schools in Minnesota and Cornell so College in Iowa is a complete fraud. They are not Cornell, <laughs> and they are in Mount Vernon, oh my. Iowa. <laughs> that's fabulous yeah the uh know your better know a d3 uh minnesota school that'd be fantastic we just yeah. talk about where they are and learn as much trivia as we could that'd yeah. be fun no, no they're not all the cobbers like i say no i know you know cornell cornell college in uh iowa it looks beautiful it's it oh, looks nice just like that. it's like cornell it's very it's a very nice campus but anyway, all right. that's what i was doing while you're going through all your sports so anyways yeah <laughs> all right uh, go packers yeah thank you everybody for joining us for another wonderful week remember to follow us on twitter at scotty johnny pod you can follow me at not so humble host and aaron at cheddar talk uh, remember also that whether you are on the town or on the go it is always on wisconsin this has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.